All right. Welcome to episode 29 of the Bobbycast, our very final Bobbycast of the year. 30 minutes to talk about the year in television. I'm Bobby with Mike D, and appreciate you being here. We'll go through some of our favorite TV shows of the past year. We'll kind of roll a... A very loose top five. Okay. I can't say that I prepared for this with my first sure five, but I, I know what I watched, so we'll see where it falls into it. Let me talk about this first. It's hard to find a person that doesn't love the holiday spirit. Man, my voice is just about dead, too, from <laughs> just the year, and, and we're having to cram like countdowns in because the, the countdown I'm doing the weekend and shows have been crazy this week. So I'm a little, this is it. Like This is the last thing I'm doing of the year. Before um, I peace out for a couple of weeks. It's hard to find a person that doesn't love the holiday spirit. And while everyone is into the season of giving, the best way is 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers has a vast selection of roses, lilies, daisies, and more. And it's all part of an awesome Christmas-type vibrant bouquet. 1-800-Flowers. To get the beautiful and vibrant bouquet starting at just twenty nine ninety nine. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com on your desktop or mobile device. Click the radio icon and enter Bones. 1-800-Flowers.com. Don't forget to click the radio icon, enter Bones. They're going to love it. Send them one for Christmas. If you hear this way after Christmas, you can still send a lot of great stuff with 1-800-Flowers. The only company that I would trust to deliver fresh from the field holiday flowers. So thank you very much to our sponsor, 1-800-Flowers. Which, by the way, this Bobby Castings, I'm getting... A bit larger and faster than mm-hmm. we thought, just because this was something we we're going to do maybe once a week, once every week and a half, probably. Then we started doing it once a week because it was we enjoyed it, and we enjoyed all the feedback from people listening. And then sponsors wanted to get involved, which meant the equipment would be good, and they'd make sure everything was... Uh, once a commercial or a sponsor gets involved, the company makes sure you have the right tools to make it work. Yeah. So that guaranteed the Bobbycast was going to continue, and then it was we're going to do one a week, and we'll have an artist in a lot of times. Now they want us to guarantee two a week. <laughs> and now we have people hitting us up. And now <laughs> people – yeah, so now on the end, on the like businessy end, people are like, we need you to do two Bobbycasts a week because the client advertiser demand. And on the other side, the artist, people are knocking down the door to do one, and we're, we're just like – Man, we just do this in our room. Yeah. <laughs> this is a room in my house with a couple of microphones and a dog who licks the leather the entire time. <laughs> but I know just right now, and, and I'm hoping we can get them all in, but just in the first 10 or so we do when we come back, if we can schedule them, and they may fall through by this point. But Maren Morris has been trying to get in for a while, and she's awesome. And we've just kind of held back on any, anyone like that for a bit because we don't want to set the expectation of every week it's going to be a big artist or mm-hmm. – but Mary wants to come in. It looks like she's scheduled for January. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, I think, is she scheduled for January one? We're working on that one, yeah. And then uh, Lanco, who's the new new band that's really good. Like they're they're hitting us up to do them, and so um, we're just kind of having to kind of figure out what we're going to do with this. But without you guys listening, nothing would happen. Anyway, on with the show. All right, top five shows. Uh, I'll go one through five, I'll, and I'll. I'll do my list, and you can okay. pop with yours. My number one show is probably of the year, even though I was reading a story about how the ratings are way down, is Walking Dead. Yeah. Do you watch Walking Dead? I do. Is it in your top five? 
It is in my top five. Okay, well, we'll come back over to it when you do yours. I'd say number one is still Walking Dead, and the and they're all like, well, since Negan's here, the ratings have decided to go down. Well, first of all, the first episode with Negan, his entrance was humongous. Yeah. It's like seventeen million people, and so it's not Negan's fault. I believe this season of The Walking Dead took a sour turn. When they started doing too many episodes with simple character building of an entire episode. For example, the one episode where the girl goes off into the woods and finds a little hut and the people in the hut. Oh, yeah. The, the, all, all the women. That was an entire episode. That could have been a third of one episode. Yeah. You know, there are a few of those where they're like one-offs and you're just learning about a side character. And I know everyone's going to eventually get back together, but we don't need a full episode teaching about all the little nuances of side characters as they bring everyone back together. So I do believe the fact that there's not as much action and conflict at times, because that's what makes The Walking Dead is the conflict. Mm. And it's a struggle of what would you do in this situation? And how if, are they going to get out of this? <laughs> if the world was ending, and I, and I think the whole Walking Dead show in general is, zombies are the hook initially to get people to go, what's this show about? I like zombies. Mm-hmm. But I don't even care about zombies, and it's my favorite show. Yeah, it's more like okay, the world's ending. Look at these relationships. You know, how would you react if the world was ending? What would you do? What would they do? That and then zombies. Yeah. So number one, still The Walking Dead. I have to believe the second half of this first season is going to get better. I haven't seen the final episode yet of this. Have you? I haven't either. So Walking Dead's probably number one. Man, in twenty sixteen. You kind of forget like all the January and February stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, again, this is in no order. But I'm also going to go with – I really enjoy This Is Us. Do you watch that? Yeah. And I didn't think I would, and I didn't get into it until like five episodes in. And I started watching it, and it's – I thought was going to be way too slick and cheesy. It's a network, and nothing in primetime and network, generally speaking, is great because they're not able to be gritty. But the show's not gritty. And it's so not gritty that you're like, wow, but it's so real life. And it's such a feel-good show that doesn't seem fake. Most feel-good shows, like Mr. Rogers, seems like it's a little, <laughs> some, some sort of character acting uh, out this fake. But it, it, it's sad. It's happy. I mean, it's mostly a happy show. And again, it's about relationships. You know, brother, sister, mom, dad, you know, all uh, kids. But this is us. Is up there in the top five this year for me. It's like because it makes you feel good. And I would watch it with my girlfriend. She loves it. It took me a minute to love it, but she loves it. And she does a weird thing where when the show, every episode's over, you know, it's like almost like a new age Brady Bunch or Full House to where there's some kind of life lesson at the end of it. Mm-hmm. There's like a, what's the moral of the story? And it kind of ends with something most of the time. And as they reveal whatever life lesson, good or bad, uh, happy or sad. She just squeeze my arm and look him in the eyes and see if I'm like feeling it the same <laughs> way. But I always know it's coming now, so I can predict it. <laughs> so this is us. Which, by the way, I think Mandy Moore was nominated for a Golden Globe. I think the show was nominated for a Golden Globe. So I'm going to put that at number two. So The Walking Dead and have this is us. I'm probably have to go Black Mirror in my top five. And I was a big Black Mirror guy. Season one was pumped about season two. There's a Christmas episode, which I don't even know if it's on Netflix. It's on maybe on iTunes. Have you it's seen it? It's on the, Netflix, yeah. It is on Netflix? Yeah. The Christmas, okay. Yeah. 
So that happened, and everyone just kind of waited. And what Black Mirror is about is, again, the future and where technology is going to put us in the future and how technology can be the demise and where it's going. It's weird because it is all Twilight Zone-ish, if you know old TV. It's basically the Twilight Zone for now, but it's all about technology, everything inside of it. There's a last episode of that show, mm-hmm. Black Mirror. It's like an hour and a half, and I, well, this isn't the spoiler show, but I was going to watch it. Lindsay and I were going to watch it. It was like an hour and a half. They can't, I'm not movie. watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll wait for the Black Mirror movie to come out. Cause you, and, but I watched it, and it ended up being I mean, maybe one of the best ones. Yeah. It's long, Very but long. yeah, it's really good. So Black Mirror is really good. I really like Silicon Valley on HBO. Oh, yeah. And it's only a 30-minute show. And 30-minute shows now, you start and it's over before you know it. It's like, boom, and the music's on. Da, 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 da. But Silicon Valley is really good. So that's four shows. I'm just trying to think of what I'm watching. Like, I, I, Doesn't it a Survivor to me got a lot better? I can't put it in my top five right now. But I thought it was a little cheesy at first, and now it Kind of found its own spot. Did you ever watch any Desert Survivor? I've never seen it, no. It's a network show. Yeah. And Kiefer Sutherland's really good in it. So Desert Survivor, I really enjoyed Orange is the New Black early this year. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah, because again, these things get lost in the first of the year. Yeah, June. Game of Thrones is fantastic. And what do we have? Two seasons left? Yeah. Or or like one long. There's the no, there's the seventh and then the eighth is the last one. Okay, and the eight is the eighth split it in two? They'll probably split it, yeah. I hate it when movies do that. <laughs> um, Game of Thrones would probably be at five. But then I'd have to mention Stranger Things, too. Mm-hmm. And not that I thought that Stranger Things was the best show, but I was into it. While it was happening, I was really into it because yeah. I didn't know what was going on. And it, was, it was a weird, scary show at first. Um, and I think at the after Stranger Things, was like, I'm glad it's over. And I'm anxious to see what happens in season two, but... While it was going, it was such a, a pop culture phenomenon that that was kind of one of those rare you get once or twice a year when everyone's like, "Are you watching this?" Are you, yeah. Everybody's like, "Are you watching? Are you watching?" So that would be my five. I guess I'll, I'll do it that five in order. It would be The Walking Dead, This Is Us, Black Mirror. I like Silicon Valley on HBO, and I'll go with in the five spot. Uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. But you watched Westworld, Westworld at all? I haven't started it yet. That's one where it was the, everyone's like, it's so good. And it's pretty good. I mean, it's, it's actually better, but it was so much hype that it just couldn't possibly live up to the hype. I enjoy the concept of it. But it's a, it's a kind of a few. I always like the futuristic. I like time machines. Yeah, timelines. Yeah, <laughs> and, and alternate universes. Yeah. Stuff that's probably happening, like there's probably a show right now in an alternate universe where you're hosting, Mike, and I'm over there pushing <laughs> buttons. But yeah. we don't know. So that's my five. Uh, as we do uh, 30 minutes on TV. Mike, let's do your uh, – do you know five through one or are you just going to talk randomly? No, I know mine in order, yeah. You do? Okay, number five. Number five is Stranger Things. I didn't like it like the first two episodes. I was like, this is okay. It was a little slow. And then once it got into like the actual like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. With like the monsters and stuff. Do you like sc- uh, scary movies? I do. See, I don't, and I hated the first two episodes because I thought it was going to be a scary show oh, the whole okay. time, and it's really not. There is a monster in it, but yeah, but it never 
turns into a horror show. Because that's what somebody told me. That yeah. was like scary. I was like, okay, I'm going to love this. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. The Walking <laughs> Dead is scarier than yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Because that's constant zombies trying to eat your face off. Yeah. <laughs> Stranger Things, you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, mystery. But with Walking Dead, too, look at it. We still don't know why everyone's that is true. a zombie or die. I don't know what happened to kill everybody. Because you ever watch that um, Walking Dead uh, start of the wall, whatever that show's called? Fear the Walking Dead? Fear. Did you ever watch that? No. So I watched the first few episodes and I was like, eh, you know, it's fine. But they didn't even say why it was all happening. Number four, Mike. I got Walking Dead leading into it, yeah. I, that first episode, like, made me physically sick. And it was, like, one of the hardest things I've ever watched on TV. They killed two main characters. Yeah. Like, I would have flashes later, like, of what happened in that scene. It's just it was crazy. And I think inside The Walking Dead, too, there were... What makes that show so lovable is also what you hate about it, is they can kill off any good character at any time. Yeah. Game of Thrones is the same yeah. thing. But Walking Dead, I mean, through the season, you're not having that, right? There's no surprises. Everybody's just meeting people. Yeah. Like, all the episodes are like, Johnny meets... You know, the, the Harvard kids. And you're like, wait, what? It's the whole episode. <laughs> Just him meeting some kids from Harvard. Who, that's not a real example. But, I mean, in the next episode, another side character meeting another group. Yeah. Nobody's dying. That second episode was probably the weirdest of the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, it what sucks. Yeah. And you know what? Ezekiel's only been in, like, one or two episodes. <laughs> like, they made this big deal about King Ezekiel, and I know he's going to be a big deal in Walking Dead, but they haven't shown him a whole lot. Yeah. Although I haven't seen this one episode, but even if he's in this one a lot, he hasn't hasn't been seen a whole lot. All right, so number three. Number three, I got Daredevil, which is on Netflix. Really good. I I saw it too. And they make really good superhero shows. Yeah. When sometimes superhero movies are made bad. Yeah. What do you like about Daredevil? I mean, it's just, of all, like, it's on the whole Marvel thing, but it's not cheesy. It's not, That's the opposite of cheesy. There's no jokes or anything like that. And the, I mean, it's pretty violent, too. So the fighting is, like, for real. And it's gotten more violent. Like, (laughs) blood, like, goes into the camera now. Yeah. Do you watch uh, Luke Cage at all? I haven't started it. Like, I don't know why. I started it, and I like it. Mm -hmm. But I started Westworld around the same time, and I felt like Westworld was... Such a pop culture thing, I had to keep going with Westworld. Yeah, but I like Luke Cage. But I really liked, and it may be on your list too. Was what was her name? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah, that was good. But they all feel the same. But they all feel really good. Yeah. Uh, so that's number three. Yeah. Daredevil. What's number two? Number two is Black Mirror. That season three man was awesome. <laughs> if you were to rank the shows. Because there are six episodes. Yeah. What was your favorite Black Mirror episode? Easily shut up and dance. That one about went, the kid, about the kid with getting yeah. So what happens in that one is, is a kid and they get con- they have some uh, video of him because they're recording him through his webcam, mm-hmm. and then they tell him to do all the stuff where they're going to release the video. That's basically the plot synopsis yeah. of that one. Yeah, shut up and dance was really good. I also like the one about with the roaches, men against fire. Yeah, man against fire. Yeah. I l- because that one really was like. Even though it's supposed to be in the future, that was like that's happening now. Yeah. It's like so I, I like that one. That finale was really strong too. Yeah. There's only one of that uh, whole season that I wasn't like that was fantastic, and that was the virtual reality game one. Did you like that one? Or uh, no? It was okay. I it was. We didn't feel like all the other ones. It was fine. I mean, it was good, 
But when, but when your other five are fantastic, it just didn't feel as good. Yeah. So there's that. All right, what else? Uh, number, yeah, number two? Uh, that was number two. Number one. Number, oh, let me guess for you. Why would you pick it? I'll oh, probably Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've never seen it, but I, I do know you like the Childish yeah, Gambino. Donald Glover, yeah. And he's been, he's been working on this show for like a really long time. Like I remember talking to him talking about it like four or five years ago. So he wrote the show too? Yeah. Is he, it funny? It's like... It's kind of like Louie. Have you seen Louie? Yeah. It's not like, you know, any kind of slapstick, like laugh out loud funny, but a little kind of dark humor. So, uh, what's the show on HBO where uh, the guy wrote Seinfeld? Kirby Enthusiasm? Yeah. Is it like, not like that in the same kind of humor, but that show is done, well, it's not that a script, first of all. Do you know that? I didn't know that. They ad-libbed the whole, they, they, oh, it's all scenarios, it's all ad-libbed. Really? Yeah. So they don't write it; they write this. this they write the concept of the scene, yeah. and they say, "Okay, go," and they do it. But again, it's supposed to be real and awkward and dark yeah. at times. Is it like that kind of funny? It is, yeah, more like that. So number one is Atlanta. I was reading a list too of top twenty shows of twenty sixteen, and Atlanta was the number three show. Yeah. They have the Americans on there, and a lot of people have the Americans. And I bet you the Americans is really good. I just never got into never it, know. and it's maybe so far. The O.J. Simpson, I'll tell you, that was really good this year, too. The People versus O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Did you ever watch that? I didn't see that. It was a, yeah, it was a really good. And the guy from This Is Us, the adopted brother, plays one of the attorneys in it. That was really good. Um, on this sheet, they have Westworld, Game of Thrones, Black Mirror. I don't know, Rectify. Some of the stuff like on Sundance TV. Yeah. I feel like some of these lists just go digging for stuff. Yeah. Trying but, to fill out that 25. Yeah, they got to... <laughs> Did, do you ever watch John last week tonight with John Oliver makes a list? Do you ever watch that? I watch the clips when they get posted. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I've never actually watched the show, but if he's talking about healthcare or something, and I'll see because everybody post, posted the day after. Yeah, and then like, I'll I'll watch a thirteen minute yeah clip of John Oliver on um online. How long are we into this right here? We are eighteen minutes in. We're only allowed to do thirty minutes whenever we do something without a guest here. This is our end of the year thirty minute podcast. It's gonna be the last one we do. Until we come back, but when we come back, you know it's been, uh, it's been it's been great, and we have got to consider getting another microphone. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And do we get another reclining chair? Because mm-hmm. we've never been able to allow two people in, and it's going to be hard to ever get a band. I don't want to get a band in because once you bring in a bunch of people into a room, it takes away a lot of uh, any sort of like one-on-one click because you you always have your buddy over there to kind of fall back on. Yeah. And, but we may have to invest in a second microphone. How much do these microphones cost? Uh, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> I mean, because when Lowcash came in, and I would encourage you to go back and, and listen to Preston of Lowcash. Mm-hmm. Preston came in and was like, hey, I've never done an interview without Chris. But for this, you know, we kind of talked about it and, it, and it was cool. And so, you know, we don't want to do and put people in that situation, in that scenario. As we look back, at some of the Bobby casts, mm-hmm. what pops to your mind is like a couple of your favorites from the year. Ooh, Caitlin Smith, that one was awesome because we I knew nothing about her nothing. when she came by, and that was a really, really early one too. Yeah, yeah like really. I'd had her on the show and she played on the show, but I didn't know what we learned inside of these. So yeah, Caitlin Smith was fantastic. I really liked the Charles Eston one, Chip mm-hmm. Eston from Nashville, and not even so much about Nashville, but about everything else that he was doing through his career like all the shows that he was on and 
the late 80s and the 90s and 2000. Yeah, that was awesome too. And so talking that, about whose line. <laughs> yeah, so that one was interesting to me. The Preston one from Low Cash was really good. And, and I also feel like when they come, people come into the show, I know them better. Yeah. And it's kind of like I, if I see them out, like I know their whole life basically. <laughs> so it's like, hey, buddy, what's up? And these chairs work, man. They sit down. That, that you plop in, you and, get comfortable. Because at first they kind of don't know what to expect. So like about 30 minutes, they get really comfortable, start sitting in the chair, and they kind of forget the mic is even there. On purpose. Yeah. It's all part of our master plan. Uh, looking back at the year, you have a favorite moment from the year, just just in general? In, in yeah. anything? Yeah, your favorite. Last uh, Bobby cast of the year. I mean, my favorite moment was moving here. That's true. <laughs> you did. This was the year Mike moved for the first time ever out of Texas? Yeah. What, what month did you move here? In May. Man, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, I started this year not knowing what I was going to do. What do you mean? Like, in life, I was like, okay, I got to... I'm at a point where I got to do something career-wise. I got to, you know. What would you have done if I hadn't called? Because I never told you this was going to be a thing. Yeah. What would you have done? Do you think? I probably would have. I mean, still done radio in Austin. I guess gone more because I got a show there towards the end. And like a weekend. Like show. a weekend chef. Try to like build that up more and you know get on air during the week and you know grind at that. And that's what I was working towards. And then you called me up and. It's so hard to get a normal weekday show now. Yeah. Just because, like, now inside of media, inside of radio, they've learned that it doesn't matter where you are. If you just do a good show, people are going to listen to it and like it. I mean, because really, John Oliver doesn't live down the street. Yeah. And forever, the whole radio thing was you have to live and go to the same restaurants as people. And you have to go and, you know, be able to see the same people, maybe see them out every three or four. But think about the shows and the people that – that you follow on Twitter that you feel like you know. Because yeah. I do that. I have people on Twitter I've never met in my life. But I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's really cool. <laughs> I, I see John Mayer. You know? I feel like I know him <laughs> a little bit. But So it doesn't matter where you're from. And that's something they've learned now. And with us, I think that's been a key to our success. So you can live far away, but as long as you're still the same open person that you would have been close, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. affect things. Um so that's why it's tough because now that's happening. They're putting more and more just big shows on that are better quality. Yeah. So a lot of the local shows, if the local show is just medium, it will get replaced by a big show that's better. If they're both really good, the local show will stay on. That's how it goes in radio now is that – okay? And or another thing is if you're like a morning show on radio and you're making a lot of money, you better be performing or they're going to go <laughs> – your best thing to do is be really good and make medium money because yeah. that's the safest that you can be <laughs> because it's all about revenue too. But that had been a long – that had been a tough climb mm-hmm. for anybody nowadays yeah. to get a, get a regular show. So Mike was producing our show in Austin, meaning he was there just making sure that the signal satellite came through and that the commercials ran mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And then you had got a weekend show – on Kiss, mm-hmm. my old station, and so you were doing that once a week. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you were going to try to transition that into maybe a night show eventually. Yeah. Whew, I've been down that road. <laughs> it's a long. It's way. a tough road. It's five, six, seven years. Anyway, I'm glad you didn't have to go through that. So then you moved here. That's probably your biggest moment of the year. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Mine's. You have a number two, number three. Uh, no. What do you got? 
few of them. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like I got a girlfriend. Yeah. For the first time in years. One that I really like. That was cool. The Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> that was cool. I have to say, I have to say her first. <laughs> the Cubs won the World Series, which was cool. Um, that book was a weird thing to me because I wrote a book called Bare Bones and I didn't know what was going to happen with it. didn't know if it was going to... I didn't know if it's any good. I, I mean, I, I still don't think it's that good, but it was a New York Times bestseller for three weeks. And so that was really cool for me too. Like the radio show continuing to grow and it be what it is and, and have the influence that we're able to have as a show. And I mean, it's because of our listeners and they know that we're going to be honest with them. So, you know, we, we're kind of a team in this thing together. But, yeah, I mean, those would be the three that I, were kind of unexpected. Mm-hmm. The radio show, I hope it continues to grow. I plan on it to grow next year. If it doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed. But the other three, I didn't expect. Getting a girlfriend, the Cubs winning the World Series, and having a New York Times bestseller. That's weird. That one feels weird. Um, I get to do a – and it's not – announceable yet but next year i've already been signed on and hopefully it doesn't fall apart between now and then and it could to do a ted talk mm. so that's pretty that's awesome. yeah that's pretty exciting <laughs> for me because i watched those things online and yeah, i was like oh, i want to do a ted talk so bad i would tell all the people that i work with and then what they came to nashville and that i wasn't going to be in it they didn't think my idea was right for what they were doing mm. and i was like well how about this one because i've been approached to write a second book and this and i, I my ted talk is the same concept as my second book, and which I don't think I can say yet. But they were like, we'd love it. Let's do it. And so there we are. And so I think next year it's going to be cool to do a TED Talk. So, um, yeah, it's been crazy. So uh, thank all you guys. I mean, listen, we're about to wrap it up. And you may hear this after the break too. But, you know, we're uh, going to go out. And ha- Mike's going back to Texas. Yeah. Be in Austin. That's where you're going to go, Austin? Mm-hmm. Like All your family, they're, they're on Austin? Uh, well, Austin and San Antonio. My parents are actually going to Mexico for the break. Are you, You're not going to see them during yeah, the break? I'll see them one day, yeah, and then they're taking off. So I'll be between... Austin Who are you going to see, your brother? Brother and my sister, yeah. And now your brother's married. Yep. How's that going? Good. I've been married like two months. Yeah, you're good. I'm going to go to Austin for a couple days. And then by, whenever you hear this, you may have already know the reveal of my uh, secret special trip. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go out and do something I've never done before, which I try to do during Christmas. Because who knows if I'm ever going to accidentally get Lindsay pregnant or some other girl. Or, you know, <laughs> and then you can't do that anymore once you have kids. Yeah. I say that just kidding. I'm <laughs> sure Lindsay's going to listen to this and be like, what? <laughs> but, you know... Over the last few years, I've been able to go on some cool trips, and, and a lot of them have been by myself. But this time, wherever I travel to, and you, you'll probably know by the time you hear it, um, I don't have to. So it'll be cool. You know. Mike knows. You know, right? Mm-mm. You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> Dang, that's right. You don't know. What do you... Nah, I don't want you to guess no. in case you ruin it. Uh, all right, cool. What's, uh, what's the time we're at, Mike D? We've got two minutes. All right. Well, thank you guys for making the Bobby Cast a thing. We never really planned for it to be a thing. And, you know, many appreciations for listening to this and, you know, telling your friends about it. And we plan to knock it up a notch next year and bring in some artists and get stories behind songs and get stories behind um, 
you know, these artists that we hear on the radio and some that we're about to hear on the radio. And I haven't, for me, I kind of geek out on the songwriter stuff too, a bit too. Yeah. You know, and, and I know people like to hear their favorite artists, but I always like to get behind the scenes and kind of hear what's going on. Um, there's Bobby Cast of, of Lindsay too. Lindsay L. People really like that one this year. The Amy this one is, too. The Amy one's really good. That was a really, those are probably two of our bigger ones because they're <laughs> very personal ones. But there's, there's a lot here, and uh, we appreciate you guys being here with us. So. Um, that's it. Is that the only one sponsor today? Yeah. Dang. Are we losing money? We only got one sponsor? <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the music. Hope you have a wonderful 2017. It's Bobby and Mike. Go check out one of those TV shows we talked about if you haven't already. This has been the 30-minute episode of us talking about TV shows mainly. Hope you have a wonderful time, wonderful holiday. Unless the holiday's over, then I hope your 2017 holiday is fantastic. All right. Episode 29 is over. Thank you. Are we out of time? You got a minute. One minute. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. Bye, guys. The holidays, so many presents, so little time. And as much as we'd like to, it's impossible to make it to every loved one's Christmas celebration. But I got it for you. I got what you can do. Right now, with 1-800-Flowers.com, no matter the distance, you can still send your love with a classic Christmas centerpiece. Think about them getting it even though they're not getting you. It'll still be like, okay, this is still cool. Like, they must love me. The classic Christmas centerpiece is elegantly designed with a fresh, crisp set of blooms, white lilies, red roses, fragrant evergreens, making for a truly one-of-a-kind gift. 20% off the 1-800-Flowers classic Christmas centerpiece happening right now. Don't miss it. 100% smile guarantee. 20% off right now if you take advantage and you put bones on a little radio icon there. So go to 1-800-Flowers.com from your desktop mobile device. Click the radio icon. Enter the code BONES. 1-800-Flowers.com. Don't forget to click the icon. Enter the code BONES. They're going to love this right in time for the holidays.